This is Devin Mann from Man Versus. The following episode of Man Versus recorded at All In Recording Studios. In order to win, you got to be all in. You hear me? All In Recording Studios. Let's get it, baby. What's up, everyone? It's Man Versus again with another podcast. And I have a very, very special guest. And she's very dear to my heart. One of my close cousins. Her name is Dericia. How you doing, Dericia? I am good. Hello, everyone. Okay, so introduce yourself. Uh, talk about who you are and how you got started and what we're going to talk about on this podcast, okay? I am Dorethea Brown. I'm a realtor here in Atlanta, but I service Georgia. Um, I got into real estate probably at the age of about 24, 25. I was working in property management at apartments, and my boss at the time said I would be really good for real estate. So I took the class. I got my license on the first try, which means absolutely nothing, literally. Just because you passed the class does not mean you know anything about real estate. My first year of real estate, I made zero dollars and zero cents, literally dead broke. Um, but it's a slow grind. Real estate is a slow grind, especially if you want longevity in the business. You have to be extremely consistent when it comes to your business. Okay, okay. So that's what's up. So I know almost nothing about real estate. Um, this podcast is going to be a little different because we're going to talk about real estate, different ways to make money. Because, you know, you're doing pretty well. Um, I see you like always, well, like I made my quota or whatever, like, you know, all the time. Um, <laughs> and you're taking all the all the vacations and stuff and all that stuff. It's starting um, to pay off now. Yeah. So I see that you're pretty successful, which is why I wanted you on the podcast. And also, you know, you family, you feel me? You know, I love Definitely. you. Go together and all that good Definitely. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, I really want to get deep dived into real estate to help my audience, you know, learn how to make some money, you know, how to get yes, some property, you know, because we want to help the black community. You feel me? Like, yes, you know. most people aren't educated on the real estate process. Um, and a big part of that is the lack of knowledge surrounding people you know a lot of people don't have people around them that have owned homes or know the process or even know the process in this state of this market because real estate changes daily um you have to attack it different ways depending on your client depending on the climate of the market right now right now it's hot it's super hot (laughs) so what kind of market are we in right now because like I know sometimes you talk to me about buyer's market and seller's market. I don't really know what that means. I, I want to assume that it, it means what the name entails. But It does. It does. Literally, we're currently in a seller's market. What that means is right now the sellers have pretty much all of the power, all of the negotiating power. Um, as a buyer in this market right now, you have to be willing to lose out on a couple of things. What people don't realize is it's a lot of costs associated with buying a house that you're unaware of. Not only are you responsible for your down payment, but as a buyer, you're also responsible for paying closing costs. Closing costs are title search fees, closing fees, um, attorney fees, things like that. And it is also some upfront clothes that are needed. What people don't understand is you can negotiate with the seller to have them pay those closing costs. In a seller's market, nine times out of 10, you're not going to get that paid for. 
by the seller because they have the power. They're getting multiple offers. I've been in a situation where my client put an offer on a home. They had 45 other offers, 45 offers on one home. So as that seller, you literally get to pick, handpick your best offer out of 45 offers. As a buyer, is a lot of buyers are actually getting, it's called buyer fatigue. And what happens is they've been in the market so long trying to find a home that they've given up simply because it's extremely difficult to lock in a home unless you have a great agent like myself who's <laughs> educated on knowing how to navigate these different things that uh, occur when purchasing a home. Yeah, plug yourself in. I love it. Plug yourself in. Yes, okay, so, <laughs> IG. <laughs> so, so what you're saying is essentially right now is probably for sellers at least is the best time to have to sell a house. You know what I'm saying? Like if you had a house and you bought a house like five six years ago, you could probably sell oh, it now. Yeah. Oh no. yeah, you they they're walking away. You know how they say they ran off on the plug. <laughs> right now is the time. For sellers to really capitalize on their investment. Some people are walking away from the table with six-figure checks. Literally not doing anything, but literally buying a home when they did and selling it now is literally the best time. Also, another thing as a buyer, you have the thing about the market right now, the interest rates are what are contributing to the buyers winning right now. That's why it's the influx of people in the market. Interest rates are so low that at a certain price point, the interest rate will knock people out of the market. So let's say you're buying a home for $400,000. If your interest rate is 4%, you may not make enough to afford that home. But that home at $400,000 with a 2.99% interest rate literally deducts your mortgage payment by hundreds of dollars. Mm. So then what do you, so, so right now we're in the seller's market and you say, you know, low, low, very low interest rates. So, you know, you're seeing like 2%. That's not normal, is it? Cause I, I always see like TV commercials, like, Oh, 4%, 5%. Um, well, interest rates fluctuate constantly. Um, with COVID the interest rate shot down because a lot of people, it wasn't moving. The market wasn't moving because a lot of people were out of work and things like that. Once that happens, the demand of home becomes greater. So the simple supply and demand theory comes into effect at that point. Once more people can afford housing, it instinctively raises the price because the supply begins to fall. Right mm -hmm. now, currently, we have about a month's supply of homes. A healthy real estate market has about three to six months worth supply of homes and we so have one even, month <laughs> so we're not even close <laughs> we have one month that's why new construction homes have become a big thing because they're needed a lot of homes we need we need homes like we need water because there's a lot of people yeah. in this market right now and real estate has such a huge effect on the rest of the economy that it can drive those prices up if you look at the price of renting a home, that has escalated as well, simply because the price of owning a home has risen, that it has cut most first-time home buyers out of the question. Like, 
most people can't even afford to buy a home right now because it's just too expensive. With that happening, with people not being able to own homes, of course you have to rent something. So that supply and demand also raises, meaning everything is expensive. <laughs> everything, yeah. everything. Yeah, and the crazy part is like to get kind of off subject of real estate is like, I'm really into cars, like as of late for like the past like year, year and a half, because I started saving up for my the car that I just bought. <laughs> I'm not going to say what it is, but yeah. But like even the used car market and the new car market, like it's oh, yeah. like the car that I bought in early March is now $10,000 more now. What's crazy is it's actually at this point cheaper to buy a brand new car than a used car. It has never been a time where you could buy a brand new car cheaper than you would have to pay for a used car. It, it's crazy. Yeah, and that's also contributed to the chip shortage that we're experiencing right now um, with the cars because, like, a lot of my friends, they bought a car, like, probably two, three years ago, and they're getting emails from, like, the dealership saying, like, hey, like, we'll buy your car from you, like, at yeah. the price that, that we gave it to you. Literally, or more, yeah, or more. Listen, if there was any time to make money, which is crazy to say in a pandemic, in (laughs) in a world shutdown, if it's any time to make money, now is the time to make money. Whether it's real estate, whether it's cars, anything like that. If you have a hustle, now is the time to cash in on it. Literally. Yeah. So. That's some good advice. Thanks for my listeners. But uh, so when do you think that it's going to become a buyer's market? And what exactly is a buyer's market? Okay, um, let me give you the definition of buyer's market. Buyer's market is essentially the complete opposite of a seller's market. A buyer's market is when the buyer has the negotiation tools to win. Um, When you're able to get sellers to contribute to closing costs, when you're able to get home warranties, when you're able to extend closing times. As of right now, some sellers, because a lot of cash buyers are in the market, they're looking for closing dates within two weeks of the offer. A typical time to close on a home is 30 days, 30 to 45 days. They're looking at a 14 day close. Cut it in half. Literally. Um, So as a buyer, when it's a buyer's market, you have that buying power. You have more say so. Um, in a buyer's market, of course, than you would have in a seller's market. As far as when it would be a buyer's market, I, I have no answer to that. My only answer to that would be, let's first talk about this. I hear a lot of people say um, they're waiting on another recession and that that's when I'm going to buy. I'm, really, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to do that. Sorry to bust a lot of people's bubble. Um, even if there were another recession, it wouldn't affect real estate to the extent that it did in the past. Let me tell you why real estate was affected as much as it was then. It literally goes back to supply and demand. At that time in 2008, 2010, so many homes had been built that the supply was too great for the demand at that time. A lot of people lost house. I mean, a lot of people lost their jobs, things like that, and weren't able to purchase homes. So real estate was so cheap because it was such a a, a huge supply of homes. Mm -hmm. At this point where we are now, I just said we only have one month supply of homes. 
with one month's supply of homes, these prices are going nowhere. It's only going to keep going. The most it will do is plateau. It may just stay still. I don't see it dropping at, at any given time. It may just pause. It may not get any higher and it may not get any lower, but I know for a fact that it's not dropping. Like there's <laughs> at all. In no foreseeable future is the price of real estate, especially Atlanta. Atlanta is is the place to be right now. So many companies are coming and trying to locate in Georgia that is bringing a lot of out of timers. You know how they say stop moving to Atlanta. It's not going to happen. Oh my god. Not Please. gonna happen. Please We're not that full. They're building homes everywhere. Don't say that. Please don't say that. <laughs> we so full. I'm, I'm, I'm being honest. We so full. Have you not a seen a lot the of people? A lot of people are coming here because Atlanta offers a lot of possibilities to grow as far as business, especially for black people. Um, it's literally a chocolate city, especially Metro Atlanta. So it, it's appealing to a lot of people to come here. And with that demand continuing to grow, prices are just going to get higher and higher. Just being completely honest. Oh my gosh, man! Like that is <laughs> that is that is the opposite. I think like what me and my viewers don't want to hear. Like I don't want to hear that at all. My job is to educate. Whether <laughs> you like what I'm saying or not, I have to give the real, and that's why a lot of my clients win. I never want people that I'm working with to have. Uh, misguided information or not know exactly what's going on in this market to win you have to be educated and you have to know what you're going up against you need capital in this market if you do not have capital as far as hard money that you can touch 401k anything like that it's going to be extremely difficult to secure a home in this market and for people out there that don't know what capital is so capital is another fancy sexy term for like just money so money on you, hand yeah money Literally. on hand a lot of people don't know that people with 401k um a lot of people hear that oh if i get money out of there it's going to tax me I'm, it's going to be a penalty with a home purchase if you're showing and have that contract that you're under contract to purchase a home there's no penalty for you taking out of your 401k and things like that that is literally funds that can go towards you purchasing a home and your down payment and things like that without being penalized. So you can use, so let's say you have like, let's say, you know, you've been saving your 401k since you were like 21 or whatever people graduate college. Right. Yeah. And then you get a job or whatever. And like you're 30 now. So you have almost nine to eight years worth of 401k saved up probably around somewhere 40, $50,000. You're Tap saying that you it. can take out like 30,000. Tap into it. Your 401k can literally cover your whole home purchase. Down payment, now down payment in the past, a lot of people heard about 20%. That, that's not the ideal thing at all right now. Think about it. Who has 20% to put down on a home? That's factual. That's crazy. Usually you're seeing down payment anywhere between three to 5% of the purchase price. Um, and is is great. It allows a lot of people to be able to own a home because twenty percent is crazy. That's ridiculous. So wow. then, in this market, or like let's say for the next few years, right? Because a lot of my friends and a lot of people that listen to me are around like 
you're a little bit older than me because you know you're my older cousin but like they're around whoa 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 don't make it seem like i'm just super old (laughs) it's like two years (laughs) i said a little bit i said a little bit a little bit a little bit a little bit but so what would you recommend let's say i'm gonna assume that most people are probably gonna look for a house between that's like 200 or 400 thousand dollars right most people like in my age in my tax Mm -hmm. bracket so what would you recommend us saving and how would you recommend a good starting point right now would be $10,000. That's a good base amount to have in your account when looking to purchase a home. Of course, the more you have, the the less stressful it'll be um, because you can't necessarily determine the exact numbers simply because of taxes of different counties and things like that. That, that definitely drives the price, your mortgage amount. Um, but typically, you're going to need 6% as far as the purchase price of the home. So say you're trying to buy a house for $500,000. You'll need 6% down, essentially, if the seller doesn't contribute anything to closing. That 6% includes your 3% for down payment, as well as closing costs are usually 3% of the purchase price as well, which brings your total to the 6% that you would need down. Okay, so you want to save about 6% and you wouldn't, so you wouldn't recommend anything over 10% to, to have as capital to buy a house. I mean, if you got it, definitely, definitely. So, but it okay, so you, you want a, a, little, of a little wiggle room. Definitely, because like I said, you don't know exactly how much you'll need. So what we're talking about is cash to close. That's the amount of money it's going to take for you to close the loan and receive your keys. Um, and the cash to close amount, like I said, could be anywhere from three to six percent of that purchase price. And you need that to close on a home. OK, so six percent, ideally, if you have more, that's even better because you have a little that's wiggle right. room to, you know, get your house. What? County, because you're everywhere. Like, I've done some real estate photography for you, and we, I was like, man, you're like, I don't know So, so what, what counties would you say are the hottest? And what counties would you say, like, you know, probably like your top two or three or whatever? And which counties would you say, like, are more affordable and not as hot? Well, that's hard to say now. Literally, anything inside a perimeter is hot. Anything within ITP? 285, within 285 is hot simply because the metro Atlanta area is so expensive that people have to venture outside of that. So everything is everything is hot right now. If we're talking about taxes, Cobb County has expensive taxes. Of course, Fulton County has expensive taxes. Um you had, a lot of people are moving south, Stockbridge, McDonough. Henry County has pretty affordable taxes. DeKalb County, of course. Um, but it literally all depends on the specific location of that home. Yeah, you know, you actually know what's really funny about you saying McDonough. I'm in a group chat with uh, these other dudes, and we, uh, we all have, like, our respective businesses. And yeah. we're talking about real estate. And he like he uh, owns like a moving company. His name is Dewan. That's my boy. Shout out since day when at Kennesaw State. You know what I'm saying? Graduated and we still going hard. And he he's one that helped me plan Juneteenth too. Um, but the funny thing is, he 
was saying, bro, like I got, I moved so many people to McDonald's. Like I'm telling you right now for real estate. He's like, bro, I'm telling you, bro. Like real estate and McDonald's is lit. If I, I, I'm Henry like, County, I don't know. Henry County is hot. Not just literally, not just McDonald's. I have a listing literally that's going to go live Friday in Locust Grove. Henry County has the most new construction coming. Uh, the most affordable new construction coming simply because it is a little further out. The further out you go from the city, the more affordable the housing is going to be. That's why a lot of people are flocking um, to McDonough. There's a lot of opportunity out there. There's a lot of industrial um, facilities out there. So a lot of people can work in factories and things like that. So it's very appealing to people right now. That's crazy. I would have never, I would have never thought like, you know, because when I was young and I thought of McDonough, I was like, don't don't know want to live in McDonough. Like, you know, Stockbridge. Who McDonough? Who wants to live in Stockbridge, McDonough? Who does that? Morrow. <laughs> like, yeah, they're, they're there. They're there. And another, uh, Conyers, Covington. Those are high areas as well. They have a lot of new construction coming there. Woodstock. Woodstock has a lot of new construction coming. Um, what about Smyrna? It's new construction everywhere. Like I, I, I can, I honestly can say I may be the new construction plug. Like if you're looking for a new home, I got you. So, so I know I asked you about the buyer's market and everything like that. When do you think the market will stabilize? Because it can't go like this forever, right? No, it can't go like this forever. Uh, the bit a big factor in determining how this real estate market is going to continue to go is um what happens with the eviction um law like we need to know what's going to happen of course they've extended it for a lot of people but it's a lot of people behind on their mortgage so um you're talking about the thing where they said that you can't kick people out because of rent right yeah okay so what happens is it's a lot of landlords that their tenants aren't paying their their rent they're using COVID um I don't want to say as an excuse because you never know people's uh, situation but you know some people are milking it you 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 know some people are using it like I'm not allowed to pay my rent I'm not allowed to pay my rent they ain't getting my rent it's time so it's a lot of you never know what's going on and it's a lot of people that are behind on their mortgage simply because they themselves aren't paying their mortgage or they have tenants who aren't paying their mortgage. Okay. It's really a muddy time right now in in any business because you don't know what's going to happen next. We don't know if we're going to close down. We don't know. It's a lot of unanswered questions, really. Yeah, that's true. That's facts. Because I know with my photography, like even now, I still be wondering, I'm like, dang, like, I wonder if we're going to... I personally think given everything that I'm seeing now, Versus everything that happened last year. And by now, I mean, like, literally, like, today, you know, the past week. Mm-hmm. Considering what we saw last year in March, April, May, I think we're going to go back go back on another lockdown. I personally think that just based off the numbers, the vaccines are not. Because, yes, people are still getting a vaccine and their vaccinations or whatever. But a lot of people aren't. And a lot of people are still yeah. traveling. And we have the anti-vaxxers. Yeah. And people, like... I heard, not I heard, I was watching the news with uh, my grandma the other day and Texas, Florida had like the most cases they've seen since the lockdown last year. 
Mm. So they had so so they have like the exact same numbers from last year. Yeah. So I was like, dang, that's where like where most people are. Like that's where a lot of people are. I personally think we're going back on a lockdown. And I think that's gonna make the market, you know, go even crazier. Yeah, people have nothing but time at that point. <laughs> Especially <laughs> you know, you work that's that that's literally what we've seen in 2020. People actually had time to invest in going to look at homes and doing the paperwork needed to uh, complete a loan application. That's why real estate, honestly, if you are an agent who does your job, how you're supposed to do your job, this Corona COVID situation is low key like a blessing. (laughs) It's crazy to say. But it is, it is no, I feel you. in I a feel time you. where I'm not supposed to be making money. I've made the most money I've made in real estate. I feel you. I, I, I can kind of see that considering, uh, cause our other cousin, Pierre, he was telling me like the, the real estate market doesn't necessarily correspond with the regular not economy. Not he's like, all. he's like the regular economy has kind of nothing to do with the real estate market. And that ties back to the whole recession thing. A lot of people, Oh, the stock market is going down. This real estate stands on its own. Literally, it's land. At the end of the day, we're not even looking at the home that sits on the land. Land is scarce. They're, they're not going to build any more land. Like yeah. it's, it's what we have. Yeah. So you can't really put a value, which they do put a value on it, but it's land. It's always going to have some sort of value. Facts, facts, facts. Yeah. So I wanted to talk about different aspects of real estate as well, because, you know, you out here balling, you feel me? You can't even send me five whoa, bucks whoa, for it. <laughs> you can't even send me five dollars, man. You know, you out here struggling. But um, but um, so what are the other aspects of real estate that you think that people currently right now, you know, like let's say they work for Amazon, they hate driving those trucks or they work or they still got some call center and they hate doing that job or whatever. Like, what do you think? would be a good side hustle or even like, Hey, I'm just going to go all in hundred percent. Like the way you did it. Like what would be something in real estate? First that- of all, I would never tell somebody to do what I did. <laughs> oh my God. Don't be a hypocrite. <laughs> luckily, luckily I had a support system. Uh, I have a great man. So financially he took care of me, but if you don't have that financial backing, this may not be the time to jump into real estate because it's a lot of, unsure times it's literally a commission-based job if you don't get out here and sell houses you make no money and as a new agent it's kind of hard to break into something where so many are in like it takes time if you don't have that time to be broke it may not be for you (laughs) so you so you're pretty much saying so you gotta hustle okay yeah you know I i mean and if the grind is not in you, it has to be in you, not on you. Like if you don't have it, it's going to be hard to prosper in this business. You have to be consistent. You have to, in a business of so many, you have to stand out somehow, some way. And if you're not working daily, consistently, aggressively, especially in this market, you won't be successful. So what would so so what would you need to grind like that in order to break into the market? Because I've done headshots for a few real estate people who are like kind of new. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, like, you know, like, okay, you, you know, you're getting some pictures out, you know, that's mm-hmm. cool, whatever. Um, not saying like, you know, that's the wrong way to go about it, but I don't know anything about real estate. Like, I just know, you know, there's a house, it costs some money, you buy it, you might sell it, you make some money, 
no, it, it go like that. You feel me? But like, cause you are, I would say that you are very successful because you know, like your, your feed that I see on your social media is like new listing. And then like literally a day later, <laughs> Okay, it's closed. I'm sorry. All the offers is, is done. I'm like, oh listen, listen. It hasn't been, it's been like 15 hours. Like the good thing about this market is good real estate sells itself. Um, to be a listing agent, you literally have all the power because instead of being a buyer's when you're a buyer's agent, you're chasing after the money. Yeah. When you're a listing agent, the money is literally simply just coming to you. It is is not much. When you first start off in real estate as a real estate agent, nine times out of 10, you're going to be a buyer's agent. And at this specific time, August 18th at 6.40 p.m., <laughs> if you're just now starting, it is extremely hard to just break in. One, people have to trust that you know what you're doing. Okay. Two, you have to be in these circles and be connected to people who can get approved to buy a home. A lot of people can't get approved to buy a home because of credit. Student loans are a huge factor as to why people can't uh, get approved to buy a home. Jesus Christ. It it knocks a lot of people out of the market. Um, I always tell people a good credit score to aim for just to start is 650. The higher your credit score is, the better your interest rate will be and the better loan you can get approved for. There are different types of loans. There are FHA, BA, conventional. Um, okay, I'm going to pause you right the there. Higher, yeah. You just, said a, <laughs> you just said a bunch of, yeah. We can dive into that. We can dive into that. So I said an FHA loan. A FHA loan is a government-backed loan where they essentially back that loan to say they, or what am I trying to say? How can I word this to you guys? The government backs that loan. So if you don't uphold that, the government then takes it on their part. Of course, the bank owns it. A lot of things happen within that. Um, FHA, as of right now, If you get approved for FHA loan, I have literally advised people that right now is not the time for them to purchase a home. Let me tell you why. With the FHA loan and the fact that it is government backed, they have way more requirements for that loan to close. As far as they dig deep into your financial history, everything must be in line. They need to know where that money came from how it's going to be spent, who gave it to you, did it come out of the ATM, did you get it from a cashier, like they dig extremely deep into your history. FHA loans also require certain repairs to be done to the home and a lot of sellers aren't wanting that to happen. Most people are selling their home as is, meaning they're not going to do anything to it, what you see is what you get. With the FHA loan, that is not always acceptable. The government requires certain things to be done before that homeowner purchases that home. Okay. If you don't get an FHA loan, you can get a conventional loan. With a conventional loan, it's much more desirable to the seller. They close quicker. 
simply because they don't require the repairs that an FHA loan might ask for. Um, and it's not through the government. So it's basically through a private, private banks and things like that, that insure these loans okay. for clients. Um, right now, most sellers are looking for cash and conventional loans simply because it's going to put the most money in their pocket, the fastest. Okay. So pretty much right now, if you, if you were working for someone in the buyer's market or in a buyer's position, mm-hmm. you would say, Hey, don't get an FHA. Um, you know, I know it's cute and it look good. You know what I'm saying? No, no, no. What um, I do, I literally, I'm not a loan officer. So I, I don't give any advice on that. What I do, I connect them to the loan officer who's going to educate them on pros and cons of FHA, pros and cons on conventional. What determines if you're going to qualify for a conventional is your credit score. The higher it is, the better loan power you have. You, you're exposed to way more opportunities when your credit score is higher. Um, what I do tell my clients, hey, what I'm seeing is a lot of sellers aren't wanting to accept FHA offers. Let's put this on hold until you can qualify for a con- conventional loan. Okay. 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 I can rock with that. Cause right now my credit score is like high mid 700s. Does that make sense? Like it's yeah. over like seven, four, you know what I'm saying? Like we can get seven. you a house tomorrow. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> I'm, I'm probably like, so currently right now I'm saving. I'm sa- we talked to, we talked about in my, in my we talked about it. I got yeah. you. So I'm saving cause you're, it's good. It's good. It's gotta be you um to help me find, you know, some land or a house or whatever. Cause I yeah, personally, I- want to find some land to build a house now that's my that's my thing as well um like i said they're not building any more land so if you can afford it and if you can't find it in your desired area price range jump on it they're not building land <laughs> yeah like i kind of want to be um it's either going to be here or in texas but more most likely here because i don't want to be too far away from my family because you know how we I are can help you yeah. with either yeah, you know, like we a lot love- of things people don't know is as a realtor, I have a, a large network of um, other realtors, mm-hmm. colleagues. I can mm-hmm. literally help you move from here to Tennessee to LA, Wyoming, Ohio, whichever state you choose. There's an agent, a top agent that I could connect you with. Literally, most people don't know that. That's good though. That's good to have a wide connection of network. It probably, you know what I'm saying? They probably use you, you probably use them, you know what I'm saying? Vice versa. Mm-hmm. But yeah, mm-hmm. I definitely want to build my house. Because there's nothing wrong with buying a house, you know what I'm saying? That's already built, you know what I'm saying? That's cool or whatever. But like I am very particular. Like even my car that I got now, right? I paid a little mm-hmm. bit extra to get like the seat color change. Let me know how this Capricorn mind works. Please I'm stop. listening. I'm so sick. I'm listening. <laughs> well, because, okay, right? In my mind, when you get a house, you're going to live there for at least five to 10 years, minimum. Like, Agreed. bare minimum. You know, you I, might. I, I, well, I beg to differ. I have a client. She purchased a new construction home last year. She's now purchasing and she's selling that home and purchasing another. She got engaged. So there are things that okay, okay, that's true. It. Yes, that's true. Got engaged, so now she's purchasing a home with her fiance, 
and selling the home that she purchased. She her. coming up on, on a quick little buck. You know what I'm saying? No, seriously. seriously. Coming up on a quick little buck. She purchased, she purchased the home last year. As of right now, that home is going for probably fifty to sixty thousand more than what she paid for it last year in July. God, yeah. I wish I had a house right now. I could just sell it. Oh yeah, like I, I just if you have a good house, don't sell it. A lot of people, um, let's let's take Kirkwood for example, because okay. a lot of people talk about gentrification, like and, the area, right? Kirkwood. Yes. Okay. So a lot of older black people own real estate in Kirkwood. What people did, they came in, bought the homes cash, bought the homes cash, mm-hmm. tore it down completely, or added a second level. Those homes are now probably two hundred thousand more than what the people probably paid for it. And what a lot of people didn't know is had they kept their investment because homes are an investment. Yeah. If you're if you're looking for quick money, it can work. If not, homes are a good thing to have because they're assets. They're they don't appreciate. When you drove off the lot in your car, it depreciated. Yeah. Literally, the moment you turned and you were out, it depreciated. Homes don't do that. Most homes hold their value. So it's always going to be an asset to people. Um, So having a realtor that can guide you and help you determine what's best for you and your needs. Mm -hmm. Say you want to have a home and you want to have a portfolio of rental properties. As a realtor, I would find you something that will hold its value, if not uh raise in value as time goes i wouldn't find you a home in a neighborhood where i know most people not gonna stay here like (laughs) have you ever seen a home and it's like how are you selling that it's like murder down the street drugs in the community like some some things you can look at and tell that it's not worth the purchase yeah, that, that kind of makes sense. Uh, I do agree with you on that because I know, oh, man, uh, one of our cousins sold uh, their house and they made a lot of money off of it. Um, and even in, like, you know, where I live down south, like, the the area itself is becoming more developed like you know they're adding hotels they're adding mm-hmm. like more restaurants you know they're even doing that here there's in Kennesaw yeah they're doing that here in Kennesaw like they're they say that Kennesaw is like the baby Atlanta of uh, Georgia and with Kennesaw coming up that in turn raises prices in Canton Woodstock all of those areas that were untouched, it's a lot of new construction coming there because the, the growth of the inner city literally just spills out into these uh, out of the perimeter areas. Who would ever think to live in Canton? That is facts, actually. A lot of people are moving to Canton. It's crazy. Who and would like, not live in Canton? <laughs> and there's, like a, there's a lot of land in Canton, too. Like it's a I lot used to... of land, a lot of land in Canton, and it's a lot of new construction developments that are coming into Canton simply because there is nothing that's affordable and gives you the privacy and the land that you could get 
in these areas that aren't inside the perimeter. That's what's attracted to a lot of people. Oh my God, it's not yes. as expensive and they get the land. The houses aren't what a lot of people say on top of each other. Oh my God. It drives me like when I'm looking at houses, because sometimes I watch, I look at like house porn, right? Like you ever look at house porn? Like just looking like, oh, like, this is too different. Like, it's so, well, you know, I see a lot of houses every day. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'd be looking at houses and I'd be like, oh my, like it's so close to the next house, like to the house next to it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, there's no, there's no real backyard. There's no real front yard. You have like a little 10 foot patch. I'm like, I need room. Like the house, like down South, yeah. we, we're sitting on like probably, I think I want to say like probably like an acre, acre and a half maybe. Oh, yeah, and yeah. it's like so much room. So peaceful. Like we have, we have neighbors, you know what I'm saying? They cool and all, but it's not like I can touch the their 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 yeah. house like yeah. i gotta walk across the street you know what i'm saying like yo what's up you man? can't what's hear good? them arguing <laughs> oh my god you can't hear them arguing bro like i can't but what's crazy is that appeals to certain people the good thing about real estate is it's something, it's something out there for everyone some people don't want that maintenance that comes with a large yard some people don't want that bill it's like even if i'm not cutting it i still may have to pay somebody to do that oh my some god. people like the fact that it's a minimum work that has to go into the exterior of the home. Oh, that it's is literally so... a house out here for everyone. What you would say no to is someone's definite yes. Like, oh, no yard. That's great. Like, no, oh my god. I see like when I when I have shoots in Atlanta, sometimes for like events or like you know, bridal showers or whatever. Like I look at I'm like, oh my God, like there's no backyard, there's no front yard. Oh my god! Like I'm just driving down the neighborhood. I'm just like, there's nothing here. Like the house. Don't get me wrong though. The houses, mm, chef's kiss, beautiful, yeah. Yeah. gigantic, huge, yeah. three, four, five bedroom, three bathrooms. Yeah. Oh my god, I love it. Car garage, everything. But it's like your house is like twenty feet away from another house, like ten feet away. I'm like, yeah, I could touch your house like just by standing in the middle. I personally can't do it because like I need my space to breathe. I want to, you know have my cookouts, the family and everything like that. Literally, especially since we come from a big family, the fact that there's no way to park, first of all, they're not going to cuss me out because there's nowhere to park. Oh, yeah, we used to be like 30 cars (laughs) deep. You call me over here and I I don't even have anywhere to park. Yeah, oh, my God. And then, like, because I remember when we were younger at our house, we used to park all up in the driveway, in the, the house, grass, on the grass. And like, of the road, like <laughs> the oh whole my God. <laughs> you can't even, you couldn't even think to do that in Atlanta. Oh, no, 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 no. You got to park on the street somewhere or pay for parking. Yeah, you can't have even to do pay it. for parking. And a lot of things, uh, what's attractive to a lot of buyers, especially in the city, are condos or the townhomes that have that specific parking or guests and things like that because it's hard to come by in the city it's extremely hard that's true and then you know with the crime and everything that's going up in atlanta like you gotta be able to compensate people that's going to come over to your spot yeah but i wanted to ask you um one last thing about real estate is so you were talking about how houses are assets right and mm-hmm. how when you have your house because you know you're such a fine realtor you feel me that <laughs> you <laughs> that you will find a house as an asset and, you know will help them you know raise more money and put more money into the property equity mm-hmm. and what people don't know equity also is is another sexy term for money 
like a lot of these words are sexy terms for money so when you hear people say liquid assets and equity and yes. capital they're really saying like 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 money that, that that you can make what it is the the only difference and why there is different terminology for these words and things like that is because liquid assets and equity is money that's unattainable unless you take like your you cash in on it yeah capital is money that you have on hand like right liquid now assets are real estate things like that equity is something that you can cash in on but isn't necessarily right in front of your face yeah yeah, yeah. factual but so with that being said what would you say for someone who's trying to get into the market of buying a few houses and then um renting them out to like you know long-term i guess renters or clients um, i'm not sure i would say yeah yeah it's renters um i would say if you have the money capital to do it definitely do it um real estate it but it's a, what people fail to realize is and when a lot of people get into doing real estate and flipping homes and things like that they think is quick and easy money that is the biggest misconception that people have that's why i hate um, instagram so much yeah it's the biggest misconception that people can have because it's a lot that goes into that process you need to know contractors you need to know this specific area you need to know uh where to properly price it you of course you need a realtor for that part you need to have a contractor to do the work you need to have money yourself to not only purchase that home but maintain the mortgage payments while that home is technically getting flipped because as you're changing and, and flipping and improving the home it's still mortgage payments that need to be made mm -hmm. if you do not have the money to do that that is not the the business for you mm -hmm. and then so you say like you know the money to have it so what would you say to someone who wants to buy one house? How would they save up and not even for them to live in, you know what I'm saying? So, mm -hmm. you know, for them to rent it out. So how much would you think they would need to save? How would they be able to get into it? You know, things like that. Um, the process is pretty much the same as purchasing um your property that you would stay in is called a principal home. So one, when you're owner occupant of a home, that's your principal address. When you are um, purchasing, purchasing a home to invest, of course, that's an investment. Um, it's the same process. You would get approved for a home loan unless you're a cash buyer. If you're a cash buyer, you would show proof of funds whether it be bank statements, well, it would be bank statements, <laughs> or a letter from your bank stating that you have the cash to cover that purchase. Um, I always tell people, when you're thinking about purchasing a home, literally you need to have at minimum 6% of that purchase price. If you're looking to invest, in that home if that home is not moving ready to the point where you can purchase it and someone can move in the next day you need um what's it called uh operating expenses you need to have a separate budget for operating expenses okay. so you need to have i would say three months worth of mortgage payments you need to have um 
basically you need money. Like there's no way this can be done without someone having money, especially okay. right now, because previously down payment assistance was a big thing. A lot of people were able to get down payment assistance. And what that does is it may cover a portion of your down payment. It may cover all your down payment. It may cover your down payment and closing costs. With the state of this market and with it being a seller's market, a lot of people aren't accepting down payment assistance. And what that down payment assistance did was it allowed a lot of people who didn't have that much capital Mm -hmm. to save on the down payment end of it to where they didn't have to pay that. So that that money that they had that they would have used towards down payment was used as their operating expenses. So they could use that money elsewhere instead of paying down payment. Is that why like so many, I guess, famous Instagram people have been able to like finesse me like, oh yeah, I bought like five properties. I'm like, I'm like, how did you do what? Like, how's that even possible? Honestly, I don't believe anything I see on Instagram. Same. Which is probably horrible to say, but I don't. You can never truly vet these people to determine if what they're saying is real. You literally have to do your own due diligence to really, before you get into anything, you need to do your own research because people can finesse you quickly. Just if they if they sound like they know what they know what they're talking about, people feed into that. And it could be total BS, but you would never know it because you didn't take the time out to do your own footwork to know what you're getting into. No, I completely agree. Cause like I don't know if y'all see it on your Instagram, but I see it on my Instagram all the time. And it's like, you know, a couple white dudes, a couple black dudes, like the light skinned guy or whatever. And he's like, (laughs) Oh yeah, I got this property for this much and I sold it for this much and did this much. I'm like, you make it sound so like they say that if you know 10% more than someone, you sound way smarter than them. So like they'll be like, oh yeah, he he knows what he's talking about. I'm, I'm gonna do what he's like. No, the thing about Instagram is another thing you don't know is people's starting points. Yeah, he may be doing that now, but he's not gonna tell you what happened at the beginning. He's not gonna tell you the grunt work, the dirty work, all that had to go into him getting to that level. Or just maybe BS. You never know. Like, I tell people all the time, never take anything you see on Instagram as face value. Mm -hmm. Simply because I'm a realtor. I know other realtors in the business. You know the movers and shakers, and you know the people that have fluffed up their Instagram. You know, see a lot of pictures of houses, they take a lot of videos of houses, but it's never a closing. Mm. The only time you really know somebody has made money in, in real estate is if a closing occurs. Whether they post that or not, that's different because some people choose not to. You, some people with Instagram, you don't know. You yeah. don't know. Like you literally don't know. That's true. Because even with my photography business, like I'm booked, you know, till September, and it's like I don't really post everything. Cause I, I wait for, I wait for seasons, right? Like seasons in my market to, you know, get things going. Like fall season yeah. is really, really good for me. Cause you know, it's, for some reason is more birthdays in the fall and it's a lot of anniversaries in the fall That's and it's why. a lot of graduations in the fall. So like the best people season, were born in the fall. Me. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. 
I named my daughter Autumn, so <laughs> I have a. You should have had a D name. I'm just gonna say that out loud. Okay, we're, gonna, we're gonna go past that. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a whole nother podcast. <laughs> not go there. <laughs> I would have liked the name Devin, but hey, okay. Let's not. Go there. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. But um, I do want to. Thank you so much for coming out your busy schedule so much to get on the podcast. And this is probably like the only podcast where I've talked like barely any. And my guest has talked like way more than me. But I don't know nothing about real estate. Like I'm not even gonna Listen, lie. I like to <laughs> it's literally my job to educate people on real estate. So I could literally sit here and talk to you probably the rest of the day. Would I want to? No. Um, but I could. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> But um, any closing remark that you have out here for the buyers and sellers and, you know, that could be potentially listening on my podcast, you know, just, you know, close it out, um, you know. In this yourself. market, be smart. Be smart with who you choose to work with. Do your due diligence on the realtor you choose to work with, on the loan company you choose to work with, even especially in new construction, the home builders you choose to work with. Another thing to note and to remember when going to new construction, always have your own representation, always have your own realtor. The people that sit at the desk and that work at these property sites for new construction, they work for the builder. They do not have your best interest at heart. They have the best interest of the builder. Please go in with your own representation, Preferably me. My name is Dericia Brown. I can be reached at 404-285-0477. Email Brown at kw.com. Follow me on IG at dbrownrealtor underscore. And I'm here to uh, service all your real estate needs. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Thank you so much. That was Dericia Brown, the real estate expert. She's out here doing her thing in Atlanta all you know itp otp you feel me everything like that and for those that are not from atlanta that means inside the perimeter outside the perimeter my bad but for you know those of you who don't know that you guys really need to contact me <laughs> i am from atlanta i got you i could be your personal tour guide to this city yeah, that's my cousin. Shout out to her. Thank you for coming out of your busy schedule, speaking to me, speak to my audience. You know, I want to do some more informational instead of like, you know, a typical debate between me and my audience or the guests that I have. Thank you so much. I love you. And until next time. Thank man you versus, for having me. <laughs> man versus out. <laughs> okay.